Hi, this is Michelle. And this is Deanna. And this is Historable. So, Deanna. So, Michelle. Welcome to another week of Spooky Month. Yay! Week four? Yes. yes. She says with a question mark. <laughs> yeah, and we yes. still have one more for you because we got a mega October this year. Yeah. So, super excited for that one. But speaking of mega spooky episodes, we got a twofer today. Oh, whoa. No way. Mainly because I couldn't decide on which topic to do. <laughs> And also because they're kind of related. Yeah. Two topics. I love it. I love episode. a double, a double header. All right, guys. So like I said, two topics, one episode, and those are going to be two spooky islands. Ooh. Okay. I figured so far I've covered a forest and I've covered a lake, so let's talk about an island. <laughs> I love it. I love that you're you're so thematic this month. Yeah. I'm all about earth. N- nature. <laughs> nature. <laughs> First, we'll be talking about Isla de las Muñecas, or Island of the Dolls, as it translates from Spanish to English. Ooh, that sounds creepy. Yes, it is exactly what you think. An island covered in dolls. Um, So many dolls, in fact, that the Guinness World Records has named the site the world's largest collection of haunted dolls. Oh, cool. Because, yes, these are not just normal dolls. They are also haunted, making it a very spooky month-themed episode. (laughs) I'm so excited. I have not heard about this before, so tell me more. But then we have another spooky island that we're going to be talking about. Ooh, okay. And that is Poveglia Island. Okay. This is an island in the Venice Canals in Italy, which has a very chilling history. Once host to plague victims, the island then became a sanatorium for the mentally unwell. Sometimes Hmm. called the Island of Ghosts, Paveglia has quite the history of hauntings. Uh, Yeah, totally. So that's what we're going to be covering second in the episode. Okay. So, without further ado, let's talk all about the Island of Creepy-Ass Dolls. Woo! We're starting off with the Island of the Dolls. This is located outside of Mexico City in Xochimilco, which used to be a part of the Aztec Empire. So the area that this island exists is in the middle of a bunch of canals that the Aztecs actually, I think some of them were natural, some of them were carved by them, Mm -hmm. but it's encompassed in a bunch of like really lush green vegetation. And a common thing to that area for transportation is something called a trajinera, which is a boat that they use to kind of transport back and forth people and things. Got it. On one of these trajineras, you can view this island of dolls that most people describe as instantly sending shivers down your spine because you'll be met with hundreds of lifeless eyes staring back at you. And these aren't just like cute brand new dolls. These are like gnarled, faded, 
faces of dolls, hundreds and hundreds of them strung up on trees, buildings, fences, whatever they can find on this island. And also not all the dolls are whole. Some of them are just limbs, just the heads, just the feet, just the bodies, whatever kind of doll part could be found was then placed on this island. And I'll tell you guys, I just Googled it just to kind of see like what we were working with so I could really understand what Michelle was talking about. It's creepy AF. Like it is beyond creepy. Go check out pictures. Like stop what you're doing. Pause this podcast. Go look Mm -hmm. at photos so you can know exactly what we're talking about here. (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) I don't know. It's something (laughs) of nightmares. You know what it reminds me of? Me and my sister have the same birth month. I think our grandma gifted us this March doll, creepy green dress. My sister and I now take turns hiding her in each other's homes in like unsuspecting locations, like in a box in a closet, so that months down the road it'll be found and like scared. <laughs> One time I spent the night at your house and you <laughs> left it holding a knife next to the bed. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, good old times with that green doll. Yeah, dolls, not cute. No. Creepy. Super creeps. That's why movies like Annabelle exist, okay? (laughs) All right, but there's a whole reason for why all these dolls are there. And it all comes down to a man named Don Julian Santana Barrera. He first came onto the island in the 1950s. He was actually its sole inhabitant and caretaker for over 50 years. So he kind of lived on this island, and it was him that started putting the dolls up everywhere. And it actually was really unfortunate circumstances to why he did this. It's said that he was in the area when all of a sudden he found the body of a little girl floating on next to the island. Oh. Ran to her and tried to resuscitate her, but was unsuccessful. She did end up passing. Not long after she passed away, he ended up seeing a doll floating by in the nearby canal assuming that it was belonging to the girl that he just found. Mm -hmm. So in memoriam, he took the doll and kind of hung it in the place that he found her right on the shoreline. Oh, okay. Got it. So just like a nice memorial for a tragic death. So it was heartfelt. It was coming from a good place. Good place. But as with all legends, there tend to be different variations of the story. So some say Julian made up the story or that he was haunted by his own inner demons. Perhaps there never was a girl, only a drifting doll that set his imagination on fire. Or even worse, perhaps there was a girl and he had taken her life in a fit of delirium, therefore placing the doll out of guilt rather than to appease her spirit. Mm. We will never fully know, but this experience wrecked Julian for the rest of his life. He claimed to be haunted by this little girl spirit. So he began to amass more and more dolls just to appease her. He would look high and low for these dolls. He would look in the trash. He would trade people for produce. He would grow on the island in exchange for dolls to put dolls up all over this island in his mania. Again, it's important to note that these are dolls that he would just accept in any state. So they could be one-eyed, one-legged, No-legged, pristine. (laughs) Got it. So he wasn't necessarily, like, hunting for creepy dolls, but he just got a lot of creepy dolls. (laughs) He just was looking for any doll he could find. A lot of time it was, like, a used doll that no one wanted anymore. So they're like, here you go. I was just going to throw it in the trash. And he's like, thank you. Here's 10 Or he found it. Or he found it in the trash. 
Or he found it in the trash, yes. Got it. And he would hang them up as they were. He wouldn't mend them before hanging them up. So a lot of them went up already tattered and soiled. And some of them maybe went up in a better state, but just through exposure have just kind of become a little decayed, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So after a while of this behavior of him hanging dolls, people began to whisper in the local village. They were whispering that the dolls themselves were possessed, that Julian was probably also possessed, and Mm -hmm. that never to go there at nighttime, because at night, through the dimly lit candles or flashlights or whatever they were using to go through the canals, it's said that they could see the dolls' heads and limbs moving, and even worse, they can hear them whispering to each other. (laughs) I'm just instantly not a fan. (laughs) But Julian agreed because he began to sense that the dolls were no longer there to appease the spirit of the little girl, but that the dolls themselves were possessed. He agreed with this, that it was no longer about the little girl. It was now there are dozens of spirits on this doll island. And he said that the spirits of all these dolls tormented him day in and day out. And over the next 50 years, Julian would live on this island, aggressively trying to pack it full of dolls to appease whatever was tormenting him. Why didn't he just move? He couldn't. He had to keep appeasing the dolls, I guess. I don't think he was right in the mind. That's probably a fair assessment. So probably the most chilling twist in this tale is Julian's demise. In 2001, Julian was actually found dead drowned in the same spot he claimed to have found the little girl's body. Ooh. No one knows how he came to meet his end, if it was accidental, intentional, if there were other parties at play, but it is eerie that it happened in the same spot that he said that he found the other girl. Uh, yeah. Today, the Island of Dolls is a very popular and offbeat tourist attraction outside of Mexico City. (laughs) Visitors bring more dolls to hang every day as a tribute to both Julian and the spirit of the drowned girl. While some people visit for the thrill, others came to pay their respects and perhaps seek a connection with the island, maybe leaving a doll for their own loved one. So whether you see a man's descent into madness or a tale of like spooky, relentless spirits or just an eerie art installation in the heart of Mexico, the Island of Dolls remains an enigma. For those uh, brave enough to visit, something I saw in a lot of these articles was like, always just remember that while it is a spectacle to also show respect because it is also a place where people have lost lives. So yeah. Definitely not a place I think I would go. Actually, no. I would definitely go visit there. <laughs> I take that back. Yeah. I think I want to check it out if I'm ever that away. Yeah. Throw me on one of those boats, the trajineras. Not at nighttime, though. I'm cool oh, with sunlight. Yeah. 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 I want to I see the dolls in the daylight. Not... Ugh. Yeah. For sure. So anyway, that's the story of Doll Island. <laughs> Our, I hope you enjoyed. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed your little intermission. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we're going to hop on to a jet and we're going to fly over to Italy for our next topic. Buongiorno. We are switching gears and we're talking about Poveglia Island, a once former plague isolation location and also then mental asylum. This spooky Italian island is actually closed for visitors in present day. Oh, okay. Unless you're one of the dudes from the Ghost Adventures. Did you ever watch that show? Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved them. There was like three dudes with cameras in spooky locations. And there was always the one guy, the camera guy, who'd always go, <gasps> and make like the funniest spooky face. 
<laughs> That'd be a fun job, I feel like. I know. So they actually did an episode on this island. And I remember because easily it's top three spookiest places they've been to. Oh, okay. They had a lot of activity here. And I, I, I hadn't seen it in like probably a decade, probably when it first came out. But I still remember like little tidbits from it. And I was like, wow, that was really helpful. Hmm. So anyway, definitely 10 out of 10 spooks. So let's start at the beginning and get down to the nitty gritty on this spooky history of Poveglia Island. It is actually three separate islands that are kind of like all smushed together and located in the Venetian Lagoon. Obviously surrounded by a very picturesque landscape, mm-hmm. Poveglia's story actually begins in the Dark Ages. This time refers to the period of time between the 5th and 14th centuries, which is the 400s to the 1300s. <laughs> Thank you. And also can be marked by the fall of the Western, Western Roman Empire, Remember, we just talked about that a couple weeks ago. That happened in the mm-hmm. 400s. And I'm like, I guess I didn't realize that they considered that the end of the Western Roman Empire kind of kicked off the Dark Ages then. Yeah, I had good, no clue. Yeah, good little like <laughs> mental note, I guess. Because I feel like all those ages always confuse me. Like Middle Ages, Dark Ages. Yeah, maybe we should one day do an episode. Yeah, because on I, would, I would like to know. <laughs> like high level. Here's, Here's what each what age is. Because I have no clue. Or the yeah. order. So, yeah, Dark Ages, 5th century to 14th century. So that's a pretty big big period of time, too, if you think about it. Even think about the last 900 years. That was the 1400s. So think about the 1400s to now. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a big period of time to cover. So anyway, during this time, the bubonic plague ravaged its way through Europe. The Black Plague, the Black Death, whatever you want to call it. A lot of people died. Uh, a lot of people claim that 75 to 200 million people lost their lives to the bubonic plague over its kind of run through history. Specifically, I noticed that between the years of 1347 and 1342, they say that 25 million people died just between those five years. Oh, wow. It was like a really hot spot for it. So in Italy, a lot of towns and cities were said to have lost at least half their population. And things were getting really dire because with all these sick people everywhere, it was really difficult to find a place to put them. The dead bodies were quite literally piling up, just sitting there causing reinfestations of people. You know, it was just, it was messy. It was not a good look. Because they had a very only light understanding of how sickness kind of spread at the time. Mm -hmm. They weren't fully able to figure out how to contain it. But they did know that in some way it's a catching disease. Mm -hmm. And we need to get these sick people away from the healthy people. Right. And they thought, why don't we just boat them over to Paveglia Island? A big thing that comes out of this kind of period is you might see this picture come up in different historical contexts but like the creepy man with the weird goggles and the really long beak thing oh yeah Do you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. that actually comes i don't know if it's specific to Paveglia island or just kind of of the era but it was actually a plague mask mm-hmm. so a lot of people that were working on Paveglia island helping intake the sick they were considered healthy right these workers or they at least should have been So they would wear these masks and that beak was actually stuffed with different herbs and spices and whatever that were thought to prevent sickness. So they would like breathe through that to kind of like help filter the air that they were breathing in. 
Hmm. So, a little fun fact. That one's from Ghost Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Should have worn one of those during COVID. We all kind of yeah. did. My big beak. I put french fries in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, these big ships would carry anyone that was ex- showing symptoms of the sickness to Paveglia Island. They would be greeted by one of those beaked men with the creepy mask, which is like, that's a bad omen right there. I'm sorry. If I'm like ill with something that's literally killing everyone around me and then I show up to an island by myself with a creepy ass dude like no thank you it's not a good way to start your island vacay not good vibes Mm -mm. so and for most people actually the majority of people stepping onto that island was kind of an ill omen because in 99.9% of cases people wouldn't ever leave the island right because even if they were showing symptoms of something else or maybe they weren't that sick or had like just a common cold or some sort of disease, they were around a bunch of infected people. Right. So if they didn't arrive there sick with the plague, they definitely left there in death and get because of the plague. Right. <laughs> I was trying to find a gentle way to say <laughs> They got plagued. They got plagued and they died and it was very yeah. sad, but it happened. Yeah. The government actually gave people 40 days in order to improve on the island. And if they were better after 40 days, they could come off the island. But again, that's 40 days of constantly being exposed by sickness and death. And it just didn't happen for most people. Yeah, that's a a big window. And you're definitely going to catch something. Definitely. And it was kind of considered torturous in a way. And the government kind of used that to their advantage. And what they eventually started doing was they started sending over criminals to go live out 40 days on the island to eventually catch the plague and die, pretty much. Isn't that, isn't that like a common theme throughout history? I feel like that happened in other places, too. I'm sure. <laughs> like It's yeah. a good way to just be like, you only have to serve 40 days, but like, good luck, like surviving 40 days on a a bubonic plague island yeah that's too bad creepy beak men Ugh. no thank you for the venetians back on the shoreline they would constantly just see boats running to and from the island dropping off the sick and they would also see smoke billowing from the island all day and all night because the only way to keep up with the bodies on the island was to keep a pyre burning at all times and cremate them even worse the plague sometimes would kind of wear you down with certain symptoms that would almost make you like in a coma like state so you wouldn't be able to speak or move or anything like that and at that point there was so many people dying that they wouldn't really take too much time to verify that you don't have a pulse (gasps) oh goodness it's estimated that dozens if not hundreds of people were likely burned alive unable to say anything because they were just so close to death oh yikes yeah so many bodies were disposed of this way it's said that the soil in poveglia is actually made up of 50 percent human ash Oh, my goodness. So if you want to talk about something being haunted, let's talk about that being the literal foundation of the ground that you're walking on. Yeah, not good vibes there. Not a good vibe. The plague would end up spiking several times throughout history, but the last big one was in the late 1700s, and Paveglia was tapped on again as an isolation location for the infected during that period. But 
I think that spike only lasted a couple decades. So then after that, Poveglia was just kind of chilling there with nobody on it for a long time. The Italian government decided to close it down. They're like, we don't need an isolation location anymore. And like the Venetians are really sick of all this smoke all the time too. <laughs> like overall, not a good look. After I think like 200 years of laying dormant in the 1920s now, so we're coming back a little bit more modern, Someone looked at Poveglia and was like, hey, uh, we used to hold the physically ill there. Now we should hold the mentally ill there. Let's build a sanatorium. Oh, geez. On top of all the dead bodies? Quite literally, on top of all the dead bodies. Oh, goodness. And thus Poveglia was reborn into a new era. The mental hospital on Poveglia was something out of actual nightmares. As one would probably imagine, considering it's the 1920s and mental health practices are like barbaric at best yes you can go back to our uh, episode on that there's yes. we actually have a couple episodes i think i've done them all but yes not a yeah. great time for mental health <laughs> not a cute look yeah no so stories of horrific experiments being performed on these patients spread almost as rapidly as the plague itself they were using things like lobotomy water torture isolation torture physical torture, I don't know, all kinds of tortures that oftentimes left the patients worse off than when they entered. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was irreversibly something, you know, happened mentally or physically or whatever, or even worse off dead. There was a high death rate at this uh, facility as well. And a lot of this kind of got drilled down to, like, the lead doctor there and what his philosophy was on healing these people, quote-unquote. And a lot of people were thinking that he himself was not mentally well and probably Mm. should be checked in himself. The legends also say that he was haunted by the spirits of the plague victims from the island. Oh. The legends say that he got so overwhelmed by them just pestering him all the time that the doctor eventually threw himself off the bell tower and died of suicide. Oh, goodness. And he wasn't the only one that people claimed were haunted because a lot of people believed that the patients themselves were also haunted by the ghosts of former plague victims and also former patients of the asylum itself right a lot of people died there so you have plague victims and asylum victims oh, a man. lot of people going on there yeah yeah so the patients would describe seeing ghosts hearing cries people talking to them moving things taunting them but no one really listened to them as they were mentally ill everyone just kind of thought it was a part of their sickness and they were very seldom believed By the 1960s, the hospital had closed its doors due to, I don't know, malpractice, low funding, whatever you want to call it. But Paveglia was abandoned. The Italian government now owns it. But like I said at the top of the episode, it's off limits to people. Yeah. No one can actually go on that island anymore. And like, I think for good reason. Yeah, I think we're done with that island. Just let it be. Yeah, uh, those foolish enough to sneak onto the island without permission often report a heavy atmosphere, strange sounds, and a feeling of being watched. Mm. Uh, I think the guys on Ghost Adventures, because they were filming, I'm sure they got like permission from the Italian government. I would, ho- I would hope and assume so. <laughs> yeah, it's like airing on TV. Yeah, <laughs> you would think they did that. And I think maybe for other reasons they might grant someone like a permit to do so, but. The Poveglia buildings still remain of the former asylum, and I would assume maybe some structures back from its, like, 
plague days? I don't know. Those are really, really old structures now that I think about it. Like 300 years old. Plague palaces. Who knows? Creepy buildings. Yeah. There have been attempts to sell Paveglia to turn it into some sort of luxury island hotel or resort. No one's going to want to stay there. (laughs) This is what I said, but then I'm also like, no, but I would want to stay there. No, 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 no. No, thank you. I'm all about a nice, relaxing luxury resort, but not in a death plague haunted island. Thank you. Even if it's near Venice, no thanks. And I think the investors all agreed with your sentiment. We're like, (laughs) we're not investing in this. It's not happening. Yeah. A lot of people say that for various reasons that maybe the ghosts get involved because they want their island to remain untouched and isolated. So sometimes people speculate that they spook people away intentionally so they don't build on their land, on their bodies, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Paveglia Island is a somber reminder of the fragility of human life and echoes to very, very dark times. I'm not sure if Paveglia will ever become something else. And if it does, if it'll even happen during our lifetime. But for whoever occupies it next, I wish them all the luck in the world. That is the spooky spookiness of Poveglia Island. Ugh. Two very spooky islands. Dude, I don't know what it is about islands. There's a lot of them. All of a sudden, I got on, like, spooky island, like, down, like, a rabbit hole. I'm like, it's got to be a series. Yeah. Ugh, man. Well, thank you for pulling that all together. Spooky, yeah. spooky, spooky. Especially those dolls. I feel like the pictures from Doll Island are very haunting. I mean, the pictures of the Beakmen, like the plague dudes are creepy too, but not as creepy as Doll Island. Yeah, I feel like the Island island of Dolls is more visually creepy, where mm. Poveglia is more like vibey creepy. Yeah. That was good. That was a good yeah. blend of two different types of creepy. So yeah, good job. Gotta get it all in for spooky month. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for pulling that all together. Um, if you guys want to check out Michelle's source notes and look at those creepy pictures, go to our website, historicalpodcast.com. Um, if you've been to the creepy doll Island, let us know, shoot us a Gmail, historicalpodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMS. We are on all the social media, historical podcast. And if you can't get enough spooky month and you want one more installment of spooky, join our Patreon. We've got a spooky episode over there as well. Patreon.com slash historical podcast. And Once again, Michelle, thank you for pulling that all together. Thank you, listeners, for listening and supporting. We couldn't do this without you. And we will see you next week for the last installment of our spooky, spooky, spooky month. The final spook of all the spooks. For this year. For this year. Yeah. Anyway, see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Which island would you go sleep on overnight? Go. I guess the doll one, if I had to right? pick. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I would think I would do Puviglia. I wouldn't want to do either, but I mean, I guess if I had to pick, it would be the dolls. Okay, you had to pick. Ugh, then I'd probably wake up with like a doll like standing over me, just staring. I'm going to get you a doll that I'll start hiding around your place to scare you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks. Love that for you. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>